Hello, friends. It's good to be with you, as always. Um, in some past episodes, as you know, I've responded to listener questions. This is less a specific question I want to respond to, but as I was reflecting back over the kinds of questions I've gotten as a pastor, uh, when people come to my office or have a cup of coffee with me or want to visit about something, one of the many themes that has been a consistent one over the years has been around the question of forgiveness. And so I want to say just a few things about forgiveness, three things about forgiveness today um, from a Christian perspective. The first thing I want to say is uh, some people, I think, um, incorrectly believe that as Christians, what we are asked to do is, to use the old quote, forgive and forget. Um, and I just want to be very clear. There's nowhere in the Bible that says we're supposed to forgive and forget. We are commanded by Jesus to forgive, that is true, but forgetting suggests that um, we are willing to continue to be injured or hurt by someone who has harmed us. Uh, it is true we are invited to forgive for reasons I'll get to in a second that involve us actually more than the person we're forgiving. But if someone really injures you, if you're in an abusive relationship or something, Jesus certainly is not saying to you, you need to forgive the person who's abusing you and forget it ever happened and go back for more. I want to be absolutely crystal clear about that. So when we talk as Christians about forgiving, we are not talking about forgiving and forgetting. Second point, I want to just say a, a little bit about this idea of forgiveness uh, for our own sake rather than for the sake of the person who has harmed us. And on this front, I want to lift up a, a, a few resources for you. Um, C.S. Lewis, as always, has something important to say about this. This is a little um, collection of essays called Fern, Seed, and Elephants, and there is, in fact, a little essay called On Forgiveness. I will commend that to your reading. I'm not going to draw from it here. The other place I, I do want to draw a little bit from, though, is from an author named Frederick Beekner. And uh, again, I would commend all three of these. It's a little trilogy. I think I've mentioned these in a past episode. Uh, it's Buechner, B-U-E-C-H-N-E-R. So he has uh, a trilogy of small little books. They're sort of dictionary-style books. Uh, the one I'm going to draw from is called Wishful Thinking, uh, A Seeker's ABC. There's also Whistling in the Dark, A Doubter's Dictionary. And then there's Peculiar Treasures, A Biblical Who's Who. Um, they're a great introduction to big, the deep theological themes, or in the case of peculiar treasures of the people you meet in the Bible. Anyway, one of the entry, entries in the book called Wishful Thinking, this one again, is simply called Forgiveness. Um, and uh, here, I'll quote a little bit of what Frederick Buechner says. He, he first of all quotes um, the Lord's Prayer, where we are invited to forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And C.S. Lewis in that other essay addresses this as well. It sounds a little like, unless I forgive, God is going to be unwilling to forgive me. I think a better way to think about that uh, is that if I am unwilling to forgive someone who has harmed me, then I am probably not in the kind of place which would allow me to accept God's forgiveness for my wrongs. Here's how Frederick Buechner talks about that. He says, what Jesus apparently is saying is that the pride which keeps us from forgiving is the same pride which keeps us from accepting forgiveness. 
And will God please help us do something about it? Again, that's a direct quote from Fr Frederick Buechner. Um, he goes on to say, um, when somebody you've wronged forgives you, you're spared the dull and self-diminishing throb of a guilty conscience. When you forgive someone who has wronged you, you're spared the dismal corrosion of bitterness and wounded pride. For both parties, forgiveness means the freedom, again, to be at peace inside their own skins and to be glad in each other's presence. And I will quote from one other thing that's related. Again, it's, it's the same book. It's the, it's the uh, entry called Anger. And when we are unwilling to forgive, Part of what's going on, again, Beekner talked about pride, part of what's going on is we sort of hold on to the anger that we have and we nurse it, right? All of us who are human understand that dynamic. He says, of the seven deadly sins, anger is possibly the most fun. To lick your wounds, to smack your lips over grievances long past, to roll over your tongue the prospect of bitter confrontation still to come, to savor to the last toothsome morsel both the pain you are given and the pain you are giving back. In many ways, it is a feast fit for a king. He's referring to this as a feast, right? As something you're going to eat. And then the kicker, the last sentence. The chief drawback is that what you are wolfing down is yourself. The skeleton at the feast is you. Which goes back to that point I made that when we are unwilling to forgive, it ends up uh, becoming a, a kind of cancer or a rot in our own heart and it ends up destroying us to say nothing about the person that we are unwilling to forgive. So that's the second sort of brief discussion theologically about forgiveness. Third point I, I want to make is how do you do it? And that's the big question I get all the time with people who come with, who have been deeply wounded and deeply hurt by individuals. How they say, do I forgive? How do I begin the process? And the, the short answer to that is I would say, don't try to do it by yourself. Acknowledge that you need God's help. And one of the most important ways you can uh, lean on that help is by praying. Uh, I may have shared this before, but I'm always reminded on this front about this book by Philip Yancey. <clears throat> uh, it's called Prayer, Does It Make Any Difference? And he was a faith and life speaker a few years ago, quite a few years ago. Did a lovely presentation about prayer and then someone asked, you know, can you give me an example of a time that prayer worked for you, Mr. Yancey? And he said, totally fair question, happy to respond to it. And he lives in Colorado in the mountains and he talked about how he goes on walks in the mountains and it's his custom there to pray. And so uh, someone had deeply injured him. He needed to forgive that person. He wasn't anywhere ready to do it. And he just told the story of how he would go out on walks and he started by saying, God, will you give me even the desire to want to forgive, right? Um, and then he kept praying that prayer. And then after a while, he said, God, will you help me begin to forgive this person? And he kept praying that prayer. Um, God, will you encourage me in my path towards forgiveness? Will you give me the strength to continue to forgive? Until eventually, Philip Yancey said, what I discovered is after praying that prayer for a while, I no longer felt the need to pray it, which was a sign to him that he had, in fact, in his heart, forgiven this person with God's help. To all those people who've come to me over the years uh, with the courage to be vulnerable and speak to me about important things, including this important topic of forgiveness and how to forgive, I want to say thank you. I want to remind all of you that I'm happy to visit with you and talk about whatever you'd like. Um, and I pray that in your lives, you may lean on God to help you forgive those who have hurt you. 
As always, thanks for being with me. Be well, stay in touch, and God bless. Mm -hmm.